0: From the latest on Caribbean cruises to kosher safaris, pilgrimages to Jewish Eastern Europe and award-winning wines and international cuisine in sun-drenched Tel Aviv. Sit back and enjoy the trip with the travel edition of the Jerusalem Post podcast. Hello. Hello, Mark. Cup of coffee. It is really, really good coffee. Apparently it's Hungarian. Blintzes. Yes you can get cheese blintzes and blintzes with nuts in as well. We're having a last cup of coffee <laughs> with milk, with milk and could be cheese if we
1: have the blintzes. But we're not going to because we don't want to get full up before we go on an intrepid adventure.
0: For me it's not such a big leap but for you this is quite the jump. I don't know I end up
1: eating a lot of vegetarian when I'm out with you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but when you get the chance to, to dip into your fleshics, your meaties, you quite enjoy it. I'm all right with chicken. I'm not
1: big on red meat. I won't go into the medical details of why because I'm not sure all of our <laughs> how listeners want to hear.
0: What is amazing is how many people in Israel are choosing not to eat meat. More and more. We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Today, we are going to bring you Tel Aviv, but from the point of view of... It's vegan population.
1: I love a nice food tour. So we've decided to combine being vegan with filling my tummy.
0: (laughs) So if you've been listening to this podcast over the years, you'll have heard that we've done a couple of food tours. We did one up in the Galilee where we sampled various Arab Druze types of food. And got to make it. That was a lot of fun. Way back at the start about going on for two years ago.
1: We've only been doing this for 18 months.
0: Going on for two years. It was about a year ago. Do you want to fight? Oh, goodness sake. And then we did another food tour in Bene Bruck. We went for the uh, sort of ultra orthodox predominantly ashkenazi fare of cholent and uh, herring and again and you enjoyed your your meats.
1: And car's foot jelly.
0: So this time we're going to another direction as a beggar sticks out his hand in our direction and is hoping that because we're holding microphones, we will have the opportunity to dip into our pockets and give him a few shackles. You're not even looking at him, Mark.
1: I'm trying not to say something rude. (laughs) It's bad enough when we're in cafes and waiters come up.
0: (laughs) This is a first on the podcast. Anyway, in a couple of minutes time, we're off to meet our host for this tour. But before that a question
1: which should drag it out long enough for the beggar to go away <laughs> he's gone he's, he's gone round the
0: corner he's got the message
1: he'll be back in a minute after the question or he'll shout the answer to the question <laughs> go for it question number one in fact we're only doing one question the question is what percentage of tel aviv's residents are vegetarian or vegan
0: the answer at the end of the pod
1: this is the jerusalem post podcast travel edition find us on facebook instagram and twitter at mark david pod or mail us at mark at gmail.com
0: so as we said we're off to meet our guide and we have met so let's say a hello on behalf of everybody to our guide tonight edyatar govair hello everyone good to be here tell us who you are where you come from because you've got a great american accent
2: So, uh, my name is Evyatar Gouver. I'm the owner of B Tel Aviv Tours. We're a tourism company for almost 10 years now. I'm the inventor, I guess, of the vegan tour, which we're on, the first and only vegan tour in Israel. We do all kinds of different types of tours, uh, market tours, uh, architecture, nightlife, uh, history, of course, and many, many more fun activities. I'm 40 years old, Uh, I live in uh, Tel Aviv. I'm half American, as you said, and also half Polish. I love to travel. I love to host. I love Israel. I love food. I love lifestyle and culture, and I really, really love Tel Aviv. So if you haven't been yet, or if you're from the area, or if you are interested about things in Tel Aviv, so you definitely should explore it more and come and see and hear and just have fun in Tel Aviv. I'm sure Mark's about to ask the next question
0: but just to let you know and our listeners of course all the way at the end of this podcast we're going to give out all of your contact details so folks if you're bored by this whole pod and all you want to do is get Evyatar's details they're all the way at the end.
1: And he doesn't look 40 at all it's clearly good for you this food tour. First an obvious question is why Tel Aviv
2: for a vegan food tour? So it's not specifically Tel Aviv, it's also Israel that became a big vegan country and there's several reasons but I think we could start from the global aspect of the context of a city, any urban center is very aware and even I'd say young and active and uh, connected to different sources of information. So Tel Aviv is just another city that is well informed about the uh, effects of eating meat, global warming, ecosystems, uh, society and its uh, effects on, on, on the world, our fingerprint or our footprint of uh, just being human, uh, human creatures. But there are also other things in Israel and particularly in Tel Aviv that are very distinctive. I like to tell on my tours and all of them there's different contexts that uh, are related, that Israel is a world leader in many different aspects. One of those things that Israel is is very well known for, actually, I could say that even more so as an American, is agriculture and farming, which means the produce. The fruits and vegetables here are really off the hook, are, are potent, are rich, are flavorful, are delightful, are colorful. And uh, again, as an American, uh, tomato here tastes like a tomato and a cucumber like a cucumber should, an onion like an onion, and, and very clearly, and a good uh, produce makes a good product. So this is, I guess, one of the biggest reasons uh, why the vegan culture here and the food here is so easy to make and to consume. Israel and Israelis, uh, we have like this kind of concept of a very high level of communication. When we travel, we call it the hummus trail, the hummus trail, which we tell everybody where is the next place to eat or where to go, the next city to visit. So uh, also the information here is, is passed by very, very uh, efficiently. So there's a lot of blogs concerning veganism. There's many Facebook pages, every city here or district has a Facebook page and vegans going out and vegans with dogs and vegans working out and just you can connect with so many different vegan aspects online or on Facebook or whatever. You've talked about why plant. But
0: why not meat and fish and, and animal products?
2: I believe today, and this is a rough estimate, and of course, like any study or statistic, it really depends who you ask. And I'm sure this, this number may be you know, disputed, but even to a certain level, it's still ridiculous. Today, 85% of farming lands are devoted to the meat industry. While there's hunger in the world and there's famine and there's drought, and the, co- the costs of foods are, are skyrocketing, even more today, it's, it's it's so relevant because most of the food that we're growing, growing in the world of farming, goes to the food that we eat, the food for the food. There's another study that says that if we go plant-based in our farming, we will derive, we will get five times more nutrition and uh, vitamins and carbs or whatever we need on the same land that we're using today to feed the animals if we repurpose it for you know vegetables and fruits and other types of food more than just wheat or grains for the for the animals we could even maybe solve world hunger or at least drop the prices of our foods and and that's a statistic you can't you know really ignore
1: and in Israel probably ever more so there is a scarcity of land if you've ever rented or bought an apartment in Israel, you'll know how expensive a square foot of land is. So is that one of the reasons maybe that veganism is really big in Israel?
2: Today with uh, transportation and and shipping, it's not necessarily that everything needs to be locally grown. I mean, it's an advantage and you're able to get good produce from other countries and from Europe, I guess. And I think we're also uh, not such a large population. so. We're able to feed ourselves. I mean, these are things that are concerning the government and, you know, we're originally a farming state. We grew up here. The, the uh, people that, you know, created the state of Israel. Originally, they were swamp dryers, but also farmers and grew their own vegetables and fruits. And, and, and this is a key to also being an island state. Uh, We are surrounded by, we're not going to go into politics, but by non-friendly countries. And we needed to also base ourselves on our own produce. So we are able to sustain ourselves. But today in modern world, it's not a necessity.
0: I've got one more question before we stop, because the food in front of us is going cold as we speak. Where are we now? What neighborhood are we in and what is this place that you've brought us to? Because there are no signs outside whatsoever that even suggest this is a restaurant, never mind a vegan restaurant.
2: This is one of the things I really love about my tours is that we we love to take you to the the off-the-beaten-path kind of stops and, and to explore with our legs the city all over and take you to these places that just open your eyes and you're like, I'd never find this place myself or this is fantastic. And we're at Bana Restaurant uh, on Nahmani Street. It's a half block from Rothschild Boulevard, which is basically the center, the heart of the city. So we're in, in the center of Tel Aviv, you know, a very lively, fun, aesthetic, beautiful boulevard and, and district in the middle of Tel Aviv. The restaurant is uh, plant-based. It is uh, all really, really high leveled ingredients. It's a seasonal restaurant which changes by what's fresh every pretty much quarter or even more often. Everything is brought from boutique growers, the best possible produce that you could get your hands on. And with a very minimal style of seasoning, there's barely salt and pepper and, and the center of the dish And the focus is on the plants. It's not even kitchen dishes. It's several vegetables and herbs put together to create a dish and not more. And uh, I think this is something beautiful. It's really one of the places that really takes food as as art and and creation and not just recipes and and dishes. And uh, we're gonna taste some really, really good food here. I'm excited.
1: So we're joined by Or Ellenberg, who is a chef at Banner, and he's going to explain a little bit about these two beautiful dishes that are in front of us at the moment. Although we have wiped out about half of it so far.
0: Extremely tasty. What have we been eating?
3: Uh, I'll begin with the smoked wheat tabula. It's a dish based on a bed of tzatziki, which is a sauce made from fermented cashews with the dill and cucumbers. I uh, mix some uh, smoked wheat kernels with lemon juice and a lot of olive oil with salt. The vegetables on the dish are changing uh, every day, but today I use the Japanese pumpkin with smoked cherry tomatoes and zucchini. There's a lot of cilantro in it and a lot of lemon juice. And the other dish? The other dish is a portobello mushrooms. It's a roasted portobello mushrooms with bok choy, scallions, and scordiglia sauce, which is a Greek sauce made from garlic confit cashews and almonds with roasted walnuts.
0: Is it at all restrictive being a vegan chef? Are there things that you think it would be so much easier rather than using cashew instead of cheese or or instead of milk. Or is it just a way of life, it's easy, it comes natural?
3: Definitely a way of life. I do not find it restrictive at all. Uh, Actually, it's way easier. Cheese is something that spoils very quickly. Uh, but it's something that spoils very quickly. When I use cashew, when I use vegetables, all... Mm-hmm.
0: Mark, one of the problems that I've had on a personal level is that I went to see a doctor about six months ago... And, and she, he gave you
1: some uh, tablets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and she said, your cholesterol is way out of control. Stop eating hard cheese. So I just made, for the first time, cheddar from cashew. You're looking at me and thinking, what am I meant to say next? I'm waiting for the punchline. <laughs> no, so I tried but it. But keep talking, because I'm eating, because so this is I, lovely. I, I fermented it over a period of two weeks. It doesn't taste anything like cheddar, but it's really good. It's spreadable, which was disappointing, because I wanted hard. But it was well worth a try.
1: Ironically, I'm not the smallest person in the world. But my, I've got very good glucose and very good cholesterol. And I, I don't eat any red meat. I, I eat white meat occasionally. I eat probably a bit too much cheese, but you know, as I've come to Israel and I've lived here more, I eat less and less meat and more and more vegetarian and vegan food and you know, at my age and my size, mm-hmm. I'm amazed how how good it
0: is for me. And Orr, what about you In at home? Are you also vegan and do you also go into this type of cooking?
3: Uh, I'm vegetarian. I cook a lot of what I cook in the restaurant, actually. I do eat some cheese from time to time, but I uh, do prefer using uh, the vegetable replacements where I, I can find them, which is uh, really easy in Tel Aviv. But uh, my cooking at home is really similar to the cooking I do at the restaurant. This is the reason I came to this specific restaurant. I'm just going to hand
1: the microphone over to Evy, because he was tapping me on the shoulder saying, I'd like to say something.
0: You two have become friends. Before he was Evyatar, he's already Evy.
2: Yeah, why not? That's my nickname, and we're all buddies and a family now. Uh, I just wanted to say two things. Uh, first of all, about uh, Bana Restaurant, the ingredients here uh, change every day, and the the menu is seasonal. And uh, the style here is sharing, so it's not really about coming here and and choosing a specific dish that you heard on the podcast. Anything you pick on the menu, you're going to really enjoy and and really, like, literally lick your fingers and lick the plate and not leave anything left behind. Uh, This is from experience of several years I worked with this restaurant. And, uh, David, about what you said, making cheddar, first of all, today it's very accessible, like Or said, Also, anything you make, maybe for the first time, it's not going to be perfect. Absolutely, Like, hummus is art, which you need to make maybe 50 or 100 times before it's perfected. So it's not hard to make all the vegan replacements. You just need to, you know, stick at it pretty much like anything else.
0: Just talking about all of these things, I am going to give you a very quick recipe for a vinaigrette that will go great on any salad. It is three quarters of a cup of olive oil, one third of a cup of balsamic vinegar, and one tablespoon of French mustard, and add to it whatever seasonings you want, give it a good shake, it's thick and goes really good on any salad. Thank or, you,
3: a soft granite
0: You're very welcome. Oh, thank you so much.
3: Thank you very much, everyone. Have a good evening. Thank, thank you. So. <laughs> You're listening
0: to the Jerusalem Post Podcast Travel Edition with Mark Gordon and David Harris.
1: Having put away our first course and our first plates, Eviatar has taken us for a well-needed walk to walk off course number one and has brought us to somewhere very, very different for our second course. Eviatar, where are we?
2: Well, we're now at uh, the Green Roll, which is kind of a mind-blowing concept of vegan sushi. Yes, you heard correctly. And it's not just any vegan sushi. It's really delicious and spectacular and creative and colorful and exciting. Can I say already that we're after the food? Yeah, you can. Because <laughs> we devoured this plate, uh, there's no re- nothing left.
0: There's one piece left. There is no longer anything left. I've, okay. got,
2: I've got it in hang of it. Let me ask the creator
0: of this, whose name I've already forgotten, is Eliran. Eliran, what am
4: I holding in my hand that I'm about to put in my mouth? you hold in a roll named Red Dragon Roll. Inside there is a tempura asparagus, a sweet potato, shiitake mushroom, and avocado. Come with avocado top, cashew cheese, and sriracha sauce. It make the roll a little bit spicy. For who like or didn't like, we can take it out.
1: You're fibbing to us. You're, you're not being honest. This is not vegan. Because on, on there was tuna.
4: Oh, the tuna. The tuna is 100% vegan after I check and everything. I can commit that everything over here in my restaurant is vegan. 100%, the tuna made from beans and soya. I would absolutely swear that that was tuna. And
0: I, I'm vegetarian, so I haven't, like you, I haven't had tuna for for 30 years. I now have in my mouth the taste of tuna.
1: Do you find that vegans that come here want the food to taste vegan or they're happy to taste tuna?
4: There is a lot of kind of people. There is kind of people that like something that's similar to fish or, some, or for something not vegan, but... There is also people that came over here and not tried to eat something vegan as a vegan, they just try to eat good sushi, fresh vegetable and all the ingredients is fresh and just good ingredients. Not only
0: is the food tasty and beautifully presented, I'm really stunningly presented. Those of you listening go to our social media at Mark David to see some of the photographs.
1: It's opposite my bus stop on the way home. <laughs> So I'm sure I will be coming back on a regular basis. We've had three lovely types of sushi. How many different types of sushi are there? And is there anything else other than sushi on the menu?
4: There is about 20 or 22 rolls, special one, about the kind that you eat. Of course, everything is very different, one from each other. There is about 15 or 16 first dishes. We had five kinds of salads and we had buns. Dessert, dim sum, of course, Depend on you what you like to eat. If you want only sushi or you
2: want something for open the appetite. I just want to take you behind the scenes a little bit because we pass here and we work with Eliran for a few years already. And uh, one of the things that I could say and one of the things that I very feel comfortable of bringing guests here is that there is no compromises here. I mean, you tasted that in the, the tuna, and I don't usually like to order substitutes in the flavors of from the non-vegan world, but we tasted it today, and you feel there is no compromise in the flavor here, but also the ingredients. Also, we, we've seen, I, I wish you could see this beautiful platter that we were served with the flowers and the colors and the sauces, and everything was so accurate and placed so beautifully. And this is the essence behind the scenes. I know that if something doesn't, like, like the crazy chefs, something isn't right in the dish, he'll throw everything away. Not in a wasteful way. It's mostly things that have been from the day before. He'll not keep them. So everything is fresh, precise, and, and with beautiful touch of, of aesthetic. And this is the essence of the place. Obviously, as we said, at the end of the pod,
0: we're going to give you Eviatal's details so that you can come on the tour with him. But if you decide to come to Green Roll all by yourself, whereabouts are you located?
4: We're located on Echad Am 15th Street. It's right on the corner of Nachalat Bin Yamin, Tel Aviv, of course. And I hope soon going to be a couple of uh, Green Roll other cities in Israel and maybe in the future, something in the States. In the corner, there is a little area called the nest. The nest. You're supposed to go to sleep after you eat a full dish. Most of the time, people get tired over here. So I'm going
1: to go for a quick nap, and then we're going to carry on our food tour. Thank you, Eliram.
4: We're here till 11. We're going to wake you up, go to sleep, have a nice (laughs) evening. Tel Aviv Fact
0: File. El Al flies to ben Airport from most major European cities, plus New York, Boston, Miami, Los Angeles and Johannesburg. Air Canada, BA, Cathay, Delta, United and Virgin all fly direct to tel aviv turkish offers great connections to tel aviv there's an excellent inexpensive train service from just outside arrivals at ben Gurion airport with buses and taxis also available for the 20-minute journey to tel aviv there are hotels and hostels to suit most budgets but be aware tel aviv is an expensive city Our hotel recommendations include the luxury Carlton and the new David Kempinski, Norman's is a great boutique hotel, not kosher, and for the budget traveller, the Abraham Hostel is very popular. There's little to no chance of rain from May to September, with July and August hot and often humid. There can be heavy downpours in the winter months, but the days can often be warm. Currency is the Israeli shekel. $100 will buy you 351 shekels as of the end of September 2022. Vegan restaurants abound. For the podcast, we ate at Banner, Green Roll, and Meshek Barzilai.
1: So, Evyatar, how did you get into tours?
2: I worked as a bartender for like eight years. Uh, Afterwards, I started working in event productions and eventually I wanted to reduce the night time of my working hours, so I started working as a travel agent. That brought me to travel to India and Thailand, which I saw their uh, bar tour going on, and I really understood Like I had a eureka moment that this is what I want to do. I want to host people professionally. In your resume of your life that we just
0: heard, there the one thing that you missed out, I think you missed it out, was that you owned
2: and ran a restaurant in your time in India. Tell us about that. I'm also, uh, I consider myself a very friendly person and I came across a very fun, exciting guy actually here in Israel when we were working as uh, travel agents, which is a Hindu. His name is uh, Balu, And uh, we were very, very good friends. And one of the visits I had in India was in purpose to go and see a restaurant together, which eventually we actually owned together. And I had a restaurant in India for a year on the Ganga, on the Gangas. It was called Chill Out Ganga. It's still a good place, it's a typical Hindu restaurant with, uh, you know, international cuisine from 14 you know, countries, it's kind of a funny menu, but do you know how you know when you own a restaurant in India? Nope. It's when you have a cow in your kitchen. Okay, now you're actually being serious even though that's a joke, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's a funny joke, but it's it was real. One day I came to the restaurant and there was a cow in the kitchen and everybody was very normal about it because, you know, cows are holy in India and she was just, you know, smelling, licking some sugar and just doing her thing. And, it, you know, that everybody was working and making dishes and there was just a cow in the kitchen.
1: So you didn't have the beef special for the month after that?
2: No, no beef bourguignon that day. Now we're in our final port of call for the evening. The
0: menu is, again, fabulous. Very different from the first two places that we've been to. Tell us a little bit about where we are.
2: We're now in Meshek Barzilai. Meshek in Hebrew is like a farm. Uh, this place was established as a restaurant in uh, 2002 by Merav Barzilai, the grandchild of uh, who lived in Yarkona and you know was growing uh, vegetables, had a farm uh, in that village and in 2002 she made a transformation first of all to organic soil and produce and she turned a part of the farm on the basis of the produce that she's growing next you know to the to the restaurant of really high leveled vegetarian plates and dishes farm to table So she made a big name for herself and basically the restaurant started to become very busy and uh, people were visiting the village, a small, quiet, countryside village. And there started to be traffic and honking and everything successful restaurant brings with it. And they kind of decided with some um, help to move here to Tel Aviv. So we're now actually in Nevet Sedek. A very loose translation to the name of this uh, very picturesque neighborhood is uh, Oasis of Justice. Who
0: wouldn't want to live in Oasis of Justice, right? Mark, the well-known criminal and co-presenter of the podcast.
2: Well, try it. Try it. May may change a few things for you. Uh, Oasis of Justice. Well, it's it's also a half joke. It's Nevet Tzedek, one of the two uh, first Jewish neighborhoods here in Tel Aviv. But it's a very similar vibe and ambiance, the restaurant itself and the location which they picked. Uh, everything is uh, here, natural wood and plants around us and you know, climbing plants and, and decor and uh, the tables look like the tables they used in the original uh, restaurant. So this place recently was picked to be the number one vegan vegetarian restaurant in Israel. They serve here really chef level high and dishes.
1: Well, the most important part of the meal has happened. A nice (laughs) bottle of English cider has arrived. So I will partake a little of that and we will look at the food in a
0: minute. As usual, I'm the driver.
1: Thank you very much, David. You're very welcome, Mark.
0: Hi, this is David Harris from the Jerusalem Post podcast, travel edition. Find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at markdavidpod.com. Or mail us at markdavidpod at gmail.com.
1: We are still in Meshek Barzilai. Evyatar has grabbed a lucky winner of the raffle prize.
0: <laughs> Chance to appear on the Jerusalem Post podcast travel edition. Who is Fuldan, who is
1: also on the tour with us. Um, well,
0: she's not on the same tour because she's got her own guide whose name is. Tai. She's
1: on a more exclusive tour. Absolutely. Because there's two of us here. <laughs> and Fuldan has her own tour. But she's come to join us for dessert in Meshek Barzalai. How's the tour been so far for you?
5: I think quite good. And I think the best is coming now, I would assume, with the dessert. Perfect timing. Oh, yes, really? Oh, my God, there it, it is. Wow, and okay. Ask
3: your
0: server.
5: Wow. If
0: you can tell us what you're serving.
3: This is the uh, Tiramisu. This is cheesecake from cascio with the bottom of uh, almond, uh, cacao and uh, coconut with uh, mango. Uh, And this is lemon tart with the aquafaba on the top. It's from the water of the Hamas.
0: Thank you very much indeed. Wow, lemon tart's my favorite. Fuldan, tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, what you're doing in Israel.
5: I'm a German of Turkish origin. And I just came here to travel Israel for seven days. And I'm working for German Development Corporation in Turkey, though, in Ankara. And heading to Amman on Sunday to attend a conference.
0: Why do this type of tour?
5: This type of tour? Um, I love to eat.
0: Okay, it's good reason.
5: <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> that's are, the are first reason. So I should
0: ask at that point, are you vegan yourself?
5: Oh, I'm not vegan at all. But I like to eat vegan because I think it's super light. Mm-hmm. And they usually like use like good vegetables and they I think there's a whole philosophy behind it and so I I mean I like that though I don't stick to it in my life in general I have to say and yeah and I have heard that in Tel Aviv like the scene is huge so I thought I'm going to try it out
1: we've been to three restaurants together although you've been lagging behind us Mm -hmm. Um, but that's because we eat quicker (laughs) (laughs) which has been your favorite so far
5: I think this is quite difficult to say because they're all quite different and I think they were made like in a, the English word doesn't get into my mind now, three menü, like three different types of dishes but also, but three courses, thank you very much, thank you very much. They were chosen quite well. So um, the first one, which was a lima bean, mm-hmm. which I've eaten for the first time because I did not know any of any lima beans, I just know fava beans. And then the second one was sushi. That was a surprise to me, though. But it was, I think I also told you, like, super light, lighter than usual. Because usually I can't, like, eat that much sushi because my stomach is full. And then um, everything was good. But if I have to choose, I think I would choose the um, risotto mushroom because I love mushrooms.
0: Right. Yes, I mean we were talking about mushrooms before we turned on the microphone as well. Both Mark and I favourites by far.
5: I think you can't do anything wrong with mushrooms.
0: Well, tell that to Mark's wife, who's allergic to mushrooms. What? There you go, Catherine. You got an honourable mention on the podcast.
1: (laughs) Thank you, Fuldam.
5: Oh, thank you.
1: And enjoy your stay in Israel.
5: Amen.
0: Oh, Mark.
1: Oh, David, not again. (laughs) You're going to have to roll me home soon from these podcasts.
0: We've had many great food experiences as we've travelled the world, and now we've had a great food experience on our own doorstep. And that's really thanks to our host for tonight, Evie Evie Eviatar. Thank you, first of all, so much.
2: Yeah, actually, it was my pleasure. I mean, you guys are so much fun. We know. (laughs) We know.
1: We're we're the real highlight of the tour. How much do I owe you for this uh, blessed
2: time?
0: We'll let you cover dinner.
2: All right. Well, that's a fair fair deal.
0: Seriously speaking, we've had an amazing time. Before we ask you to give your details to listeners, have you got a closing message something that you would like people to take away from the last half an hour an hour that they've been listening to us
2: there's two main messages regarding the vegan tour itself the summary that we'd like to pass on is just a a nice message that we're not trying to convert or convince anybody to be vegan it's more a foodie tour that is really delicious and fun and exciting and also there's a lot of philosophy and, and uh, sense behind veganism and the bottom line which we finish the tour with, we don't want to ruin all the surprise but I can't not mention that if everybody kind of is a little bit more aware and changes one habit in their life and tries to make the world a better place, together we're gonna make the world just a little bit more fun and more sustainable and more pleasant and, and better for the next generations. The second message is that we, we just, I think we got carried away with all the fun. So there is so much things to, to learn about veganism and and about Tel Aviv and so much to see here. And and we just talked about just what we're eating and, and we just had a blast. So there's so much more to, to explore and discover on the vegan tour or any of the other ones. And I wish to, to meet each person that hears this uh, podcast. and spend some time together just like we spend today
1: for me uh, and we've done a few food tours now the food is only half of the story it's the company and the stories and and what you learn along the way and we've we've had great company this evening we've bumped into another food tour and merged with it and met people that we wouldn't have met ordinarily and got to talk about not only the food but Tel Aviv and where we are what other tours do you offer
2: So, we do all kinds of uh, different tours all over Israel and Jerusalem and Haifa and private cars and everything and history, of course. We are Tel Aviv uh, professionals. We are the number one leading uh, tourism company in Tel Aviv. So, you could also do the markets we have bauhaus and uh, architectures tours of course all the history nightlife tours different styles of nightlife tours just like a crazy full on pub crawl or a cocktail tour that israel is huge on cocktails and night culture and we have amazing, really eye-opening, really fun graffiti tours in depth or for families. And uh, so much more bike tours, uh, yacht sales, whatever you want pretty much. We're a one-stop shop for all the good stuff of uh, Tel Aviv and Israel and uh, we really pride ourselves with amazing service. So the best thing is just to call us or drop us an email or a WhatsApp and, and we'll be sure to give you the best service and ideas and recommendations what to do. And of course, if you choose to, to do a tour with us, we always try to be a high value for money and give you the best, most uh, top professionals of their own field. And uh, we really give a, a feeling of being a, a local, uh, in another city, and uh, getting the best experience. Like I really, my one of my secrets. Okay, I can, can I tell secrets? Nobody listens. <laughs> Listen. Well,
1: that's nobody's a secret, listening, right? No one's listening to yes, me. Yes.
2: Okay. Good. One of my biggest secrets is that we give experience here as if we were in your shoes as a guest. We would want you to get the service and the experience that we would like to get for ourselves. And that is what we do, basically. I'm drawn
1: to the idea of a cocktail tour now. So let's pack up here. Before we go, Eviata, please give us the company details and how people can get a hold of you and organize a tour.
2: Sure. So uh, we're called Be Tel Aviv Tours. Be as uh, the verb to be, being Tel Aviv. Uh, it's, uh, of course, www.btelavivtours.com, one word. You can find us on Facebook with uh, spaces in between, B. Tel Aviv Tours, or B. Tel Aviv Straight on Instagram. Our phone number is 972 Bet you can't say that a second time. 972 8779. Impressive. And you can find all the details online. Just look for us. Be Tel Aviv on, you know, Dr. Google. Evyatar, it's
0: been a wonderful three, four hours. It's flown by. I would love to do more of this. Hopefully, we will get back together with you, maybe in a year's time, do one of the other tours, maybe graffiti, maybe alcohol to keep Mark sated. Thank you for your hospitality.
2: And just thank you. Well, it was really a privilege and an honor and it was really an amazing time because you guys, I'm going to say it again, you guys are fun and amazing and uh, anywhere in the world when you need me, just let me know, I'll be there. Cocktails!
1: was rather good wasn't it
0: what a pleasant evening what a lovely man lovely company the whole thing was terrific highly highly recommended thank you mark for finding out about this it was uh yeah thank you google for helping Uh, me (laughs) but
1: really a big thank you to eviatar for accompanying us this evening taking us on one of his food tours highly recommend it
0: and also say thank you to the folks at Banner at Green Roll
1: it's behind you Green okay. Roll and Meshek Barzilai well
0: remembered so yeah thank you to everybody the service was great the oh, food was great and to can you remember her name Fuldan. well done If you've enjoyed this podcast, which of course you have, it would be lovely, lovely, lovely. If you do, you know what? Don't do all of the things we're about to say. Do one of them. You choose which, and and it would be really nice if you did. Follow us on Instagram at markdavidpod. You could email us just to drop a line with some questions or tell us what you think about us or the podcast. And that you can do at markdavidpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Mark and David's Travels. You could subscribe. That's a really important one. You hit the button that says subscribe on your own podcast platform.
1: And when you subscribe, you could also listen to our other 40 plus podcasts that we now have a little encyclopedia around the world.
0: One more possibility, just in case we haven't given you enough already, you can also write a little bit about us on your favourite podcast provider. So if you're on Spotify or iTunes or anything else, there is a place where you can say how wonderful we are. And that really helps us with our ratings.
1: David, do you remember the quiz question from about four hours ago? Absolutely. What we- was it?
0: Question number one. Ha, 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 There is only one question. Question number one. How many vegans or what percentage of Televivians are vegan and vegetarian? Well according to the city's tourism office
1: in Tel Aviv the number in 2020 was around 9.2% of which 4.7% were vegan. You have a
0: very good memory.
1: I just made it up. (laughs) (laughs) I would say no one's going to check it but someone will check it and email us at markdavidpod.
0: Folks we hope you've enjoyed our tour of Tel Aviv as much as we have We hope you will join us the next time on the Jerusalem Post Podcast Travel Edition. Cocktails. (laughs) Goodbye from both of us.